Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Labour pain. It's a doozy. It's something that's impossible to prepare for, though we hear a lot about it. That unknowing part of labour terrified me, as did all the stories about how awful it would be. Dr. Laura Whitburn is a physiotherapist and lecturer at La Trobe University, and she's recently done a study about how women perceive labour pain differently. She did her research with new mums in Melbourne at the Mercy Hospital for Women and at Sunshine Hospital. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm great. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. I am so curious to know how one even starts to understand something as intangible as different experiences of labour pain. How do you do it? Oh, look, it's such a fascinating topic. And as you said, it's, it's such an intangible and complex um, experience that does make it difficult to understand Our research as a result was qualitative, meaning that we interviewed women to ask them to describe their experience. And that was, that can be assumed to be the best and most accurate representation another person can get to understanding what that experience is like for someone. So, um, do we have any sense of how the brain actually perceives pain? Because in your research, you talk about how women uh, might see pain as good or bad. But do we know what is happening in our brain? Is there a difference in that regard? Well, I'm really happy that you actually talked about the brain in terms of pain because what we know now in terms of pain science is that pain doesn't come from the body. You don't have pain messages that are sent to your brain and that tells you that there's pain. But there are danger messages that are sent to your brain and they're messages from lots of different receptors in your body, but also messages that can be, it can be perceived from your surroundings and from your other senses. And the brain then integrates all this information and tries to work out whether these messages are a threat and whether they're something that that person should know about. And that's where pain actually emerges. What we do know, though, also about how the brain works is that it gives that pain a meaning. It tries to work out, okay, what does this pain mean to me right now? And this is where labour can be really unique and different to typical types of pain. So usually we think about pain as meaning that there's something going wrong in the body. There's an injury or there's a disease or there's some a post-surgical healing that's occurring. However, during labour, a labour that's progressing normally, there's actually nothing going wrong. That intensity and that sensation is actually telling that person that their body is just working really hard and that that's a positive thing that it's doing because there's a positive outcome at the end and that being that being a baby. So when you were talking to women, I just alluded to the fact that women themselves perceived pain differently when you were before they went into labor I guess what was it they were telling you about whether uh, the intensity of their own labor pain well almost every woman that we interviewed told us that that 
pain was intense. <laughs> so there's no, there's no denying that labour is intense and I can certainly attest to that from my own two experiences. But the women, the women differed in terms of what that pain meant to them and whether they were accepting that that pain was a sign that their body was just working hard or whether they weren't able to make that connection. And in those instances, the pain tended to be more threatening and more difficult to, to embrace. And, and those were the women who tended to have more negative experiences and, and call on more medical interventions for pain relief. And why is that important to understand the link between our perception of pain and how we deal with it in a medical setting? Well, the importance is that a normal labour is not a pathological situation. It's not necessarily a situation that calls on any sort of medical intervening. And the less we can intervene during a labour that is progressing well, the better the outcomes are for the, the woman and her baby. We know that medical interventions all have associated risks with them. For example, epidurals can increase the chance of the woman needing an instrumental birth, so needing faucet delivery or needing an emergency cesarean section or her baby needing to go to special care. So ideally, if we can avoid unneeded medical interventions, this can decrease any risks that are associated with those to the mother and her baby's health. Now, I reflected on my own experience. I couldn't help but do that while I was reading about this. Um, And I've also heard and read a lot about that perception of pain and kind of embracing this is what my body is designed to do. But at the same time, when I'm thinking about my own experience, I can't see in the moment that any of any past or present mindset would have made a difference because my experience was so embodied if that makes sense Mm. like it was so all consuming I don't remember thinking at all (laughs) so um, how how does that reflect in in terms of what you've found with your research yes yeah so that sounds to me like your birthing hormones were doing exactly what they were designed to do and that is to switch off your thinking mind so that you could just be with your body as it birthed your baby. What we know from our research that we found was that women who can get into this very focused zone of almost nothingness are better able to just accept the pain and work with it. Whereas Other women who aren't able to get into this focused state are not able to work with the pain as well. And what we found was that there were distractions that could pull women out of that focused zone. And those distractions could come from multiple places. So, for example, there could be distractions in her environment. And typically we think of in a hospital, there might be monitors that she's attached to. There might be clocks or just the unfamiliar setting of being in in an unfamiliar space. There could also be distractions from the people around her, for example, being asked questions or just the presence of strangers um, who are carers. And also distractions from thoughts in her own mind, for example, doubting herself or worrying about the pain or about her progress. So ideally, that, that switching off of the thinking mind is the perfect scenario and is what we want to try to 
to encourage. That is so fascinating because I wouldn't have thought I was uh, coping well <laughs> with the pain <laughs> during labour, but that sounds like I was doing what I was meant to do, which is great. Yeah. Um, talk to me about what you found in terms of the experience of physical labour and the pain associated with it and focus because when women were focused, that made a difference, didn't it? That's right, yeah. So when we analysed um, all the stories that women told us about their experiences, we found this common theme of this idea of when they were focused, they were coping well. And when they were distracted, they were not coping well. And so, for example, some women would tell us about how they were just dealing with one contraction at a time. Some told us they weren't even thinking. And the common theme was there was no thinking towards the future. They weren't worrying about what was coming next. They were just dealing with what was there in the present moment. And we know that from from what they told us as well is that their surroundings, both the physical surroundings and the people in their surroundings, would play a big role in whether or not they were able to stay in that focused place or not. In particular, having a support person or a carer, might have been a doula, it might have been a, a midwife who, who that woman knew and trusted, could play a real pivotal role in protecting her space and protecting her focus so that she wasn't, she wasn't paying attention to what was going on around her. And so how do you think women listening to this interview who may be reflecting on their own experiences or I, I guess most importantly pregnant and expecting yeah. their first baby, how can they use this information to help have a good birth? I think that there are, there are two main things that a woman could do to help her prepare for ideally having a really positive um, labour and birth. And I want to make it clear, though, before I do go into those points, is that we're talking about a labour that's progressing normally. And there will be some instances when, regardless of a woman's mindset or her plans, medical intervention is absolutely necessary in order to keep, to keep her and her baby safe. So that's really important to understand. Mm-hmm. But in terms of two things that women may be able to do to influence having a positive experience, I think, firstly, in taking time to understand what's going to be happening in her body in order, in order to birth her baby. What is her body actually going to be going through? What is her uterus doing? What is her cervix doing? What, is her, what are the hormones doing in her body in order to, to, do that pro- to go through that process? Because I think that this will play a big role in helping her trust her body and also being willing to work with those sensations that she will feel. The second thing I think will make a big impact and our research as well as other research confirms is thinking about who's going to be with her during that process. And in considering either a doula as a support person or a midwife, a midwife who she can get to know throughout her pregnancy and who she knows will be there during her labour and birth in order to care for her. Laura, it's so interesting. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so pleased that, uh, that potentially this, this work that we're doing could help to improve uh, other women's experiences of labour and birth. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. 
I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.